0: So I love this topic. We are talking about the most important relationship and putting God first and knowing that your relationship with God is the most important is key for you to have success in all your other relationships. And I really see this in Genesis. In the beginning, we were talking about Adam and the first relationship that Adam had was with God and then God made a helper for him. But first, he had that foundation with God. He had a purpose. He had a task. He was um, had to name all the animals. So Adam was busy. He was doing his thing. And then God sent him a helper. And so that really shows me, you know, kind of like the order of how things should be. We need to seek God first. We need to put him first. And then God will bring everything else that we need. And this includes
1: in our relationships. So when I hear like the most important relationship with God. I I, like now I understand, but before I would get confused as to, well, what does that look like? What does it look like to have a relationship with God? Because when we hear that, we just think like this all powerful giant man in the sky, but that's just like our wrong perception of him. So I just want to share a little bit of what was on my heart of how can you have a relationship? What does that look like to communicate with someone when you can't necessarily physically see them eye to eye and so for me in my personal life I had to really work through you know when you think having a close relationship you think spending hours and hours and hours with someone but what the Lord really showed me was relationship having a relationship with him having the most important relationships comes with just communication just like if you we're with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you get that good morning text, there's like something inside of you just kind of lights up, and you're like, oh, like, they thought of me, they texted me, and so it's the same thing with the Lord, just waking up, and, you know, before you check your, your social media, before you start doing things, getting into the busyness of life, it's just saying, good morning, Lord, what do you have for me, thank you for waking me up, thank you for being here with me, and it's just, like, for me, it's just a constant throughout the day communicating, just saying, like, Lord, like what is your word saying about this? Or Lord, I don't want to be in traffic. like, Or just thanking him for the simple things. It's just being intentional with that. And everything comes out of working with the Lord and being with the Lord. Because if you start off your day empty, you know, think about it like when you eat food. When you're not eating, you're kind of grouchy. You're kind of cranky. Like you just want food. You need that fuel. So when you start off the day, when you start off, you know, every moment of your life just saying, good morning, Lord, it's like he fills you up and he launches you out for that day. And he wants to hear from you. He wants to be with you. The word says, seek first the kingdom of God. And everything that we do, we have to seek him first. And then other things in life will come out of that closeness with him.
0: That's right, Bree. And this reminds me of when, um, this Pharisee, which was a religious leader, he, he, um, He was talking to Jesus, and they wanted to trip him up in his words. And the Bible says that he was a lawyer, so we know that he was, you know, really smart. And he asked Jesus this question. He thought it was going to be so hard, and he thought that Jesus was going to be stunned. And he asked him, hey, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus was not stunned at the question. He knew exactly what to say. He said, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. That is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so we even see through Jesus' answer that there is an order. We love God first. We love vertically. We love up. And from that place, we can then love others. And that's going to help us see people through God's eyes. And that's going to help us love people, not with the love that we have, but with an unconditional love, with godly love.
2: And I think the other important thing about that verse that often goes overlooked. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And then it says to love your neighbor as yourself. And I think a lot of people leave that bit off at the end as yourself, because it's really important that we love God and we have our relationship with him first, but we can only love others to the measure that we've received the love from God and that we can see that we should love ourselves. So that's why it's really, really important to make sure you're also taking care of yourself before and your family and everybody that's important to you in your circle before you Go and spread that to people. Jesus even Took breaks and spent time with the Lord and stepped away from crowds So the fact that he would do that and continue to build that relationship with the Lord is very very important And we can take that as an example.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I love how Jesus did that like even Jesus He was fully God and fully man, but he still knew that he needed that time with his father And in John 15, Jesus talks about how we have to abide in him because he is the vine and we're the branches. And he says, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. And so this is coming from Jesus' mouth. He says that without him, we're not able to do anything. We need to abide in him. We need to remain in him. We need to find ourselves in him. And from that place, that's where our strength comes from. A lot of times we try to do relationships on our own and we try to um, just do what we want and we don't ask God. We don't ask God for for his advice, for what he thinks. But when we abide in him, that's where the blessing comes. That's where the abundance comes and that's where the peace comes. When we know that we're, we're doing what he wants us to do, we're where he wants us to be.
3: I love when you talk about John 15. Um, Jesus gave us so much revelation in John 15 about how he is the vine, and we're the branch. And not only that, but we're not even the gardener. The Father is the gardener. So our Jesus makes it very clear that if you stay intimately joined to me, your life will bear abundant fruit. So a lot of us focus, we want to be a good Christian, and we want to have abundant fruit in our life, so we're looking at what we can do to bear abundant fruit. But instead, our focus should just be on Becoming and staying intimately joined to Jesus and fruit is the natural result of that It comes from being connected to the vine and the father will will come and he's the vine dresser or the gardener He'll prune and he'll prop us up um, But the one thing that Jesus instructs us to do is stay intimately joined to him
1: and one thing that I was thinking about too is like sometimes we think oh well like you know, I haven't, I haven't talked to Jesus in, you know, a month. I haven't really communicated with him. I haven't really been living for him. And I think one of the most beautiful examples Jesus gives us of like, not only our pursuit after him, but his pursuit after us of like how much he values us and how much he cares for us comes out of Matthew 18. It's Matthew eighteen ten is where it starts. And it's a parable of the lost sheep. And it goes, see that one of you does not despise one of these little ones, For I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. What do you think of that? If a man has a hundred sheep and loses one of them and one has gone astray, he does not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go search for the one that went astray. And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of my father who is in heaven that one of the little ones should perish. And so I think that's one of the most, like, beautiful things that Jesus shows us that, like, even if you say, oh, I've gone astray, I can't be with you, I can't, I can't come back to you, Jesus. Jesus is literally showing us, like, he'd leave the 99 to go back after you just to, like, for you to pursue him again and for him to continue to pursue your heart.
3: So in all of this, we don't have to go it alone. I mean, we can literally talk to the Holy Spirit and invite him. Um, so as we do this podcast, as we're just sharing our own personal experiences and our own stories and advice we might have as other young adults just figuring it out, we are encouraging you, you'll hear me say it again, too. ask the Holy Spirit as you're listening to, to give you wisdom and revelation and to write this on your heart. And when you have a question in, in your relationships— you can go to the Holy Spirit, and you can ask Him directly, and you'll feel. Um, a lot of times, you'll you'll have wisdom that comes from the Lord because you stop to ask and because you stop to listen. Now, as as always, we want to make sure that you leave this podcast with a resource. So we've partnered with the God First Life by Stovall Weems, and. It's available on Amazon, wherever books are sold. If you're interested in growing your relationship with the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, this book will give you practical tools to do that. And so we really encourage you to go ahead and grab that as you continue this journey. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to the next podcast with you guys.